Welcome to Olives and Pimentos podcast. Uh, my name is Sean, and I'm talking with. I'm Dickie from the band Be Fair. Be Fair, right on, uh, right on, cool. So I found you guys uh, on Spotify, and I checked you guys out, and you guys fucking shred. Well, I don't know, don't know about shredding, <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's, I think it's these, dude. Uh, well, thanks, sir. Thanks for your very kind words. Um, I think the the new stuff that we've got coming out is is a lot better than uh, what we have on Spotify currently. I think we've uh, we've grown a bit as a band. We actually uh, got a uh, a new drummer. Let's say new drummer. He's been with us for about a year, but this is the first like material that he's uh, recorded with us, uh, and I think he's really helped us kind of. Uh, grow as it were and uh, kind of develop a bit more and just be a bit more uh, uh, musical I guess actually concentrate on on the craft of writing songs right so like how long have you guys been a band for now so we started in August of 2019 which is impeccable timing when uh, you think about uh what happened in 2020 and the years afterwards so we didn't actually get a lot done before we had to uh, kind of cease and go into lockdown um, we, we were still working on stuff uh, when we could you know in our own little places and sending ideas between each other but uh, so we, we started in 2019 but we only really kind of got going kind of post COVID uh, in terms of being able to actually go out and play shows and record and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, and you guys, um, so were you guys writing during COVID too? Yeah. We tend to write um, in terms of like, I will lay down a few chords that I like the sound of and then I'll send it to everybody and see what they think if they like it and like Phil, our other guitarist and vocalist, he'll kind of uh, jazz it up a bit. He'll make it into more of a song, and then Carl, our bassist, he'll he'll craft a bass line and suggest little changes here and there. And, and it's, it's very much a collaborative effort. Um, and it's something that we could do during COVID because I could send it over some chords and like a rough structure, and then Phil could add his parts send it back and then kind of go from there that's uh, that's how we did it through through the bad times yeah yeah you guys were uh, I guess you guys were locked down just as long as we were too right yeah yeah because well, uh, we, we were back actually in the practice room maybe late 2021 yeah yeah, you guys opened up a lot earlier than we did. Um, I work as a chef, actually, and so we were, um, I was working at a place, and we were doing takeout for a good two two years, and it's Christ. it's the same thing, too, right? Like, it is what it is. Like, it's a global pandemic, but, you know, it's all got, um, it all weighed on all of us, but I think after the pandemic, I think a lot of people are more awake now, if you will, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yes, yeah, I, I think one of the, one of the kind of biggest um, kind of consequences and 
of, of lockdown on like kind of music and the scene as it were especially over here I don't know how it is uh, where you are but so many venues closed mm-hmm. so we were just kind of bereft of, of places to put on DIY shows in in Sheffield where we're based kind of post lockdown and it's it's been tricky uh, trying to find a place to, to put on our own shows but yeah we'll, we'll find places places will come back Mm-hmm. Uh, just gonna take a little bit of time, I guess. Yeah, I know it's, and that's the thing too. Like over here too, that's what happened too. There's a lot of venues that closed. A lot of venues like kept open too, but uh, like it's starting to come back, right? And there's you guys got quite a bit of quite a scene over there too, don't you? Uh, not so much in Sheffield. Sheffield is is primor- like predominantly a kind of indie city, so you got like hundreds of bands that want to be like Stone Roses or Oasis clones which uh, isn't really my kind of uh, kind of jam no well um, especially what you, what do you guys play you guys are far from that yeah um, but, but Leeds which is where Phil is based uh, Leeds have always had a good strong punk scene so uh, and that's not far from where where we are so so Leeds is kind of uh, the place we kind of gravitate towards. And it's played, it, they've got some great venues there as well. So uh, it's that's kind of like where our our roots are. Even though we're we're based in Sheffield, I think we're we're drawn towards Leeds. Yeah. So what uh, what bands uh, got you into playing the music that you're playing now? Sorry, what was the question? What bands, like, what, what bands influence you? Oh, uh, I think we've all got pretty different uh, kind of influences. And we're all into slightly different things. Um, like, Phil, he's a huge, uh, like, Dinosaur Junior fan. Loves Jawbreaker. Um, I love Jawbreaker. I think my, my biggest influence is probably Leatherface. Oh, Leatherface is um, wicked, dude. Yeah, just I'd say Leatherface are probably the most important punk band that have ever existed. That's, That's just it's a controversial opinion, maybe. No, no, it's cool, um, man. Because like we're like we're we're from different parts of the world, right? Because like I would yeah. uh, I would sit there and say my number one right now, where and is Propaganda. Um, well, Propaganda are my favorite band of all time. Are they? So, uh, so we're speaking the speaking the same language there. Uh, yeah, like those guys shred. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I, I can't wait for their uh, the new stuff that they're working on. Can't wait to hear that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I listen to Propaganda probably every day. So, what's your favorite album? Oh, that's like Sophie's Choice. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> uh, it, it kind of flip flops, and I'll I'll kind of rotate between a few. I mean, supporting cast is a perfect album, start to finish. Yeah, um, I absolutely love Potemkin City Limits. I think that's a massively underrated album. Like, yeah, for sure. Even when it came out, and the reception was pretty lukewarm, I was like, "Are you guys listening to the same fucking record as I am?" Cause yeah, it is. 
incredible. I, I think what uh, happened too, sorry, I think what happened too, because they were on, I believe they were leaving fat records at the time. Yeah. And there was a bunch of animosity between Chris Han and, uh, I don't know, they were like, they weren't on good terms or whatever, so I don't think it got a lot of press through fat. Yeah, and like, uh, Rock for Sustainable Capitalism directly calls out no effects, don't they? So, it's, uh, oh, yeah, they do too, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah. and then there was the single celled creature that no effects put out, which was a criticism of Chris Hanna and uh, just silly stuff, really. But yeah, I'm not really yeah. a big, uh, I don't mind Fat Mike, like, don't get me wrong, like, uh, I used understand everything they've done and stuff like that it's great and like um i think no effects has released a lot of garbage um yeah i can i don't know listen to maybe three albums um but i don't think propaganda has ever put out a bad album no absolutely not why i said it was like selfish choice became my favorite i mean even like how to clean everything which isn't my favorite i can still listen to that start to finish I'm skipping a track and prefer it to a lot of other albums by other bands that are really good as well. Yeah. So tell me the uh, tell me the uh, name where the inspiration of the new single from the name came out. Um. Well, the, the new single is called Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. And uh, I gave it that name just because. Uh, when I tend to put the kind of chord sequences together, I give them a name because we've got like a like a shared drive that we fill all our little recordings and ideas in. So just so it's not like untitled track one, two, three, four, I, I give everything a name. Sometimes the name sticks, and uh, this is one where it's stuck. I think I must have been watching um, maybe the Dark Side of the Ring at the time. That's a good doc. Yeah, it's a great series. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge wrestling fan anyway, so I, I sprinkle in uh, as many wrestling references as, as I can. Uh, I mean, the rest of the guys aren't wrestling fans, but, uh, you know, sometimes they just like the titles for what they are, and yeah. uh, I can sneak them by, which is what happened with Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, so did you did you uh, put together the video too? Uh, no, Phil actually put that together. He, he surprised me that he, uh, he got the footage from the, from the Screwjob. I was uh, I was mightily impressed. He said they did it all for me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, that from what I hear, and I can't wait to hear it. Uh, it sounds fucking ripping. Um, so, you guys have been abandoned since uh, you were saying just before COVID. Um, do you guys do any physical pressings or uh, CDs or anything, or just do the Spotify? moment there is uh, there is some some talk of a of a physical vinyl release for for the songs we've got we've got three songs kind of ready to go uh, the first of which is Montreal Screwjob <clears throat> and uh, we, we've we've had a, a couple of conversations uh, we know uh, a really good label over here called Cat's Claw Records who uh, mainly put out uh, cassette tapes. Yeah. Uh, some great releases. Everybody check out Cat's Claw Records. Well, um, what's it called again? Cat's what, sorry? Uh, Cat's Claw Records. Cat's Claw Records? Sweet. Yeah, I know I'll yeah. throw that on the uh, pod. How long have they been around for? Uh, 
we've been around, so maybe 2019, 2020. I think their first release was a House Ghost uh, record that they put out on cassette. Uh, if it's not their first, then that was definitely one of the early ones. That's that's where I first kind of uh, jumped on with them. Um, and Johnny, the guy who runs it, he's, he's such a good dude. He's so supportive, even though we've never put anything out through through him. He's just just the sweetest guy. Um, and he puts out some rad records, well, cassettes. Yeah. Uh, so if, you, if you're in the, in the market for some cassettes, records yeah no i think i think i maybe um uh my uh, fiance and i we uh we, every time we go to shows we always get the merch right because like spotify really doesn't pay too much to to the artists so like it's always good to sit there and go to a show or even order merch online too right and it's good get yeah. it to your house right that way you're supporting the actual band too it's not like back in the day where you know you would buy a CD, buy a vinyl, whatever, because they have it all on streaming sites, which is, it's all good. Yeah, as much as I, I bemoan the, the lack of remuneration for artists through things like Spotify, it is incredibly convenient to have everything at your fingertips and for someone to say, oh, have you heard this record, this band? And you can just go, oh, keep you've got to listen you can listen to it straight away you've not got to yeah. go to a record store see if they've got it order it in if not wait a few weeks for it to come in uh, there is a, an immediacy to it which is uh, pretty good for, for kind of spreading spreading the, the word on a lot of good bands yeah for sure no, and that's thing too like with uh, with playlists and stuff like that too I totally agree on that point what are your top, uh, maybe this is hard to say, but your top three bands that you would, right now, that you're listening to? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, right, I know. I can't even do it either. A, a band called uh, Tearjerker. Yeah. Who just, just put out a record, and it is incredible. It's, it's one of the best records I've heard in a long time. Um and uh, I think that's probably ruined a lot of end of year lists for a lot of people. I think they probably had it locked in, and then TJ could bring out this incredible record, and uh, they've kind of blown blown the doors wide open on that. I can't recommend that one uh, enough. Yeah. Uh, Sunliner put out a record pretty re- recently. We absolutely love Sunliner. They're uh, another UK band, and. Uh, that record's just phenomenal, start to finish. It's it actually caused us to to record where we recorded because they recorded at the Nave in Leeds, and we're like, we want to sound like these guys sound on record. So uh, we hired that studio and that engineer uh, specifically because of how good that record sounds. It's just so huge sounding, um, and then. Uh, our good buddies in character actors, they put out a, a record pretty recently, I think the start of this year. Uh, and that's another great record, which I would uh, mightily recommend everybody to, to check out. Uh, so they're, they're my, they're my top three tips. Yeah. You're going to have to, you're going to have right to, now. you're going to have to message, uh, message me that way. I can, uh, can promote them in the uh, Instagram bio. Um, yeah. I'll yeah. I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, 
band called uh, right now I'm listening to right now a band called Brutal Youth yeah I've, I've heard of Brutal Youth I don't think I've heard the the new album uh, is fucking killer dude are they uh, Canadian yeah they're from actually uh, they're not from Ontario um, they're a bunch of newfies from Newfoundland oh right yeah so they're pretty wild too uh <laughs> I imagine there's a huge scene in uh, Newfoundland. No, they're yeah, they're pretty well. They're pretty well down in Ontario, like around Toronto area. Like I don't know. I I think some of them actually live here now too, but they're usually playing um a bunch of shows down here too. Because I I don't think there's too much of a scene in Newfoundland. Um, and there's a band called uh, Debt Cemetery. Oh, I, I know Debt Cemetery. They're really good. Yeah, they're amazing too. So we were talking. No, no, go in. Uh, are, they, are they Alberta? Uh, I believe I believe they're based in uh, Toronto. Um, All right. Yeah, and they're uh, they're really good too. They're, uh, um, yeah, no, they're they're fucking rad too. Uh, so we were talking about wrestling. Um, this is the first. Uh, I guess you're the first person I've talked to who has had interest in. Uh, pro wrestling so i'm gonna ask you one question uh what is your mount rushmore of wrestlers oh another tricky question i know right not making it easy for me no it's all good so, you can go five you can go fucking ten if you want i don't give a shit <laughs> so my all-time favorite wrestler is william regal fucking Lord right dude Lord, yeah lord steven regal yeah um you know being a Brit myself, you know, got to uh, got to represent, and he's also just an incredible wrestler. Yeah, um, he gets lost just, under he gets lost in the conversations a lot too. Eh? I find. Yeah, yeah, it, I think because he never had like a, a big main event run, um, which was you know he, he admits it, it was it was down to his kind of substance abuse problems and, and whatnot. Yeah, I was going to say that he had a rough time there for a couple of years and then he came back and then um, when uh, NXT was first getting going, um, he, when he was running it and when he was the commissioner of NXT and even doing the announcing on NXT, it was phenomenal. Yeah, but, um, it, I think it might have even been his last match against uh, Cesaro, uh, Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. And that, he's a, that is a, a barnstormer of a match. Um, his stuff against uh, Finley and WCW, that's some some incredible stuff. Making Goldberg look silly, that's, yeah. that's always funny. Yeah, I know. He, um, uh, he did a good job on that one, too. So, in number two, I'd have to have Bret Hart, uh, the hitman, best there yeah. is, best there was. Best, best there will be. be. There you go. Um, yeah, he, he was my favorite from being uh, a little a little dicky watching wrestling. Yeah, uh, just always loved Bret Hart, and I uh, loved that he he became the champion, and he had a great run. I mean, the WCW stuff is a little uh, little underwhelming, but I don't think that the WCW stuff he did. Yeah, well. it was a little. It was a little hit or miss. I think they, I think they underused them a lot. To be honest with you, um, yeah. It, I think they signed him because they could, not because they had a plan for him. Yeah. Which is, uh, 
didn't treat him too well on the way out. I guess they're all on good terms right now because he's I think he signed a legendary contract with WWE which means yeah, like he goes out yeah. to signings and all that shit yeah and uh, yeah he's he's forever my my kind of favorite yeah. Canadian wrestler he's just just phenomenal in, in ring work uh, number three I'd probably have Terry Funk Oh wow! Cool, right on. Uh, just I mean, tell a, a career the length he did. Um, yeah, he just passed. It, he he just passed away not too long ago. What was it last? Yeah, sometime? yeah, maybe a, a few months ago. Yeah, he yeah uh, he, he passed on, um, which is sad, especially you know he had, he had dementia towards the end. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, yeah, it's really sad to to see uh, the guy you. You've watched and, and looked up to for so long. Yeah. Kind of be going through that kind of thing. But uh, just incredible body work. Um, yeah, that's like a, early. He, like his early stuff, like in the early 80s and the 90s when he was wrestling for, um, what's the territory? Fuck, I should uh North, no. Oh, he was wrestling for uh, Jerry Lawler's territory. Yeah, um, in Memphis. Memphis, there you go. Um, when he was there wrestling, it was he, some of the stuff he was doing there was insane. Yeah, like his um, like rivalry, Dusty uh, Dusty Rhodes, just yeah, him just versus incredible. Dusty Rhodes, and they even brought that rivalry to WCW too for I think it was like two years. Yeah, and then all this stuff he did in like ECW in Japan, just just incredible body work and. A career that never seemed to to end. Uh, yeah, because uh, he was in WWF for a while, and then um, he uh, he had they tried to give him a run there, but I think Vince sort of buried him to be honest with you because he was from WCW in Memphis. Yeah, they gave him the name Chainsaw Charlie, which is silly because you've got Terry Funk, and Terry Funk is a name and. To not capitalize yeah. on having a name like Terry Funk is pretty silly. But you know, I mean, we could do a, a podcast just on the silly things that Vince McMahon's done. No, I know. I just never run out of content. No, I know. Sometimes, yeah, I got to be careful what I say to you, right? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, with, I, to be honest, with, I don't think he's going to be listening, anyways. Um, what's your fourth one? Uh, fourth is Mick Foley. Oh wow, cool! Yeah, him and McFoley had a had a quite the rivalry too. Yeah, yeah, like the, the Jap- Japanese stuff between Funk and Foley. Yeah, New that's, Japan. That's some brutal, brutal stuff. Um, like the like exploding barbed death match stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's great, and and again, he had a, a, an incredible career, both both in and out of the ring, really. Um, the stuff he, he managed to do and the fact he was he, he was kind of an everyman he didn't look like Hulk Hogan or Randy Orton or anyone like that he, he you know he's a little, little doughy guy and he's a doughy guy myself like, yeah me too it's a bit of representation and 
he could just put on an incredible match, no matter who he was against. Well, and like the match he made, with he made you, the match with him and Taker. Yeah, he may he may like, take he may take her look like a fucking he may take her look amazing. Like yeah. the bumps that Mick Foley took in that match, Taker wouldn't be able like I don't think Taker would sit there and jump off the uh, steel cage. Yeah, I mean it's it's a stupid thing to do, but yeah, we're still talking about it, and uh, that that is kind of his defining moment in it being thrown from the uh, from the cell. King of the Ring 98. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just, uh, one guy. I would, uh, my Mount Rushmore changes every day. Um, but I would go Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, no, Ric Flair is good. Fucking cats on the table. Um, Ric Flair, uh, Taker, Piper. Because I think Piper gets overlooked a lot too, like even with his promos. Well, our, our third single that will be coming out early 2024, that's titled Roddy Piper. Oh, that's no shit, eh? That's fucking wicked, dude. I'm totally all in. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, that's um, that's wicked. I would, yeah, I would go Taker, Flair, Piper, and. See, the fourth one always feeds me because I want to say The Rock. But he'd love to do Hollywood, right? So, like, because, like, Taker and everyone else that we've talked about stayed in wrestling right to the end, right? So, like, even, yeah, I don't know. Ah, fuck, I don't know. I'm I'm tied between uh, uh, Bret Hart and uh, Mr. Perfect. Oh, Kurt Hennig, what an an incredible wrestler he was. SummerSlam, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect? Yeah. Like, For the IC belt? Of, like, when I think of the Intercontinental Championship, he's the person I think of. Mr. Perfect. He, he's, he was perfect. Well, that's a, and that's the thing, too. Anyone look great. And that's the thing, too, is like, Perfect and Bret Hart at the matches they had, it was like watching a movie, man. Like, it was... Yeah. And like, and the bullshit thing about um, you and I were talking. Were, you and I were uh, messaging about is how there's so much content on WWE right now. It's like what six or seven hours right now a week. Yeah, you can't you can't even it's, fucking it's keep up with much. it. No, well, that's why like I keep up with it on the on the social media. But the fact of the matter is that the IC belt. Okay, I mean, remember back in the day how the IC belt was bigger than the world than the world belt. Yeah, it was the workhorse belt. When it, it's like you knew that the IC match was going to be a great match because it was it was the wrestler's belt. Well, that's what I mean. Like everyone tuned in for that, and they, they booked it too. They they booked it as as a as the main card as the main match. Like yeah, like Hurt versus Mister Perfect is I don't know. I would say probably my number one wrestling match. Yeah, it's a good shout. Like two, like uh, absolutely, probably top three, and then um, yeah, and like and then you got uh, uh, what do you call AEW right now too, which I keep up with that a little bit more than WWE because I I find they do like because they they had an exploding bar match in uh, AEW. Yeah, with uh, 
Kenny Omega and the uh, Moxley little, little <laughs> Well, yeah there you go um, but uh, I think AEW the product right now like if they Saturn did if they kept on course for their storylines I think it I think that product would be bigger than WWE yeah I mean I, I don't watch much WWE these days but no, I'm the AEW, same way I, I, I do uh, do keep up to date with and MJF is just the best wrestler. Who was right her? MJF. Oh yeah, he's he cuts a promo like MJF. Like I would sit there and say he's like the new Bret Hart. Yeah, he can do everything. He can do a promo. He can have any kind of match. He makes you care about what's happening. Well, he can he, cut. He, he can cut a promo like anyone like. Better than anyone else right now. Oh yeah, easy, easy. It's not even close. He's just on another level to everybody else. I hope, uh, I hope he stays with AEW because I don't think he's going to be able to do what he's doing in WWE in that kind of system. Yeah, I just like on WWE. It's just it's not as 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 free and. kind of creatively fulfilling for wrestlers I don't think as AEW well I, I think that's he, I think that, that place I think that's the reason why Edge left here right yeah Adam Copeland yeah and I'm I'm really glad that he's uh, he's doing stuff with uh, Christian as well yeah it'd be good yeah. it'd be good to see them uh, do their uh, last dance together right and have them retire together I think that'll be really good yeah yeah, tie a bow around both of their careers by uh, finishing the way they started. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, Christian's doing incredible work right now as well. Oh, his his promos on AEW are insane. Like they're really good. Yeah, he's he's having a renaissance. He's doing incredible work. And the Dead Father thing—it's so fucking good. Yeah, like even like when he sits there, like. He has who's he's got uh oh what's he got? It's Christian. And then uh, who's yeah. uh who's the fuck I forget his name. The dragon dude with the uh uh Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. The the best thing about it is that he's TNT uh uh what do you call it? Um T V champion. And it's yeah. almost like back in the day where you would have uh, Mr. Perfect holding the belt and he'd get his manager to sit there and fight the matches for him, right? Like, he doesn't get in the ring. He just Luchasaurus does it and he just keeps the belt. Yeah. Like, hit Christian as a heel is... He can't... Christian can't do a baby face. Yeah, he's, he's having some... He's, you can tell he's having a great time as well. Yeah. He's um, just really enjoying what he's doing. Yeah, same same with Edge too. Like I watched uh, Sting, Derby Allen, and Edge. I watched that match. Was it yesterday? Great match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sting's still doing great work. I mean, they're using him exactly how you should use a guy like Sting. Oh, they they fucked him when he was in fucking WWE. They fucking really gave it to him, eh? Yeah, it was a fucking joke. Just. The way AEW booked him with Darby Allen, so he's not wrestling singles matches, and he can kind of nip in and out in, in tags. That that's how 
That's how he should be used for sure. He he's the same age as fucking Flair, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Not far off, if if not identical. I think yeah, he's not too far off from like Flair. Like don't get me wrong, like woo. Um. Uh, compared to Flair, fucking Sting looks like he's fucking thirty. Yeah, I wish I was in as good a shape as Sting. Fuck, Um, me too. Yeah, me too, brother. Um, all right, cool. So that was wicked. We'll talk wrestling again, actually, because well, done. We can I can sit and talk wrestling for an hour, but uh, <laughs> what I'm going to get from you, Dickie, is you're going to give me all the socials for the band. Yeah. So uh, we are B Fair S Y. So kind of B Fair S Y, all one word, on pretty much everything. I think. I'm not sure about TikTok. We might be Be Fair Band on TikTok, but I don't go on TikTok, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> we've got a website, www.befairsy.com. I think it's .com. Um, and, uh, yeah, come uh, have, a, have a look at us, uh, have a listen to us, uh, come and see us play if you're anywhere near us and we're playing a show. Uh, Nice. Go and see uh, character actors and some minor and uh, tear jerker. Tear jerker, yeah, that's the band I want to check out. I'm gonna throw them on when I uh, when I uh, stop recording. I'm gonna throw them on while I uh, do the dishes because you were saying they're a pretty good band, eh? I'm incredible. Like, yeah. I've, I've I've not heard them before this album, and uh, they dropped this album, and it's just you know when you use like. They made me want to stop being in the band. Fuck you, really, huh? Wrapped it up. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, buddy. It was uh, great talking to you. And uh, we'll uh, we'll do a wrestling podcast because it'll be nice to get someone uh, out of the country to talk about uh, pro wrestling. Yeah, anytime. I'm, I'm always always game for some, some, some grapple chat. Nice. Grapple chat. That's wicked. I'm going to start using that, actually. <laughs> well, uh, thanks uh, for thanks, uh, having yeah. us on. And, yeah, man. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, really cheers, buddy. It. No worries.